I don't give up. I, you know, I, I don't give up. I keep trying to, and I see sort of like uh, intuition. You know, I see something here. I feel it, and everything has fallen in place. This podcast is a walk in the life of entrepreneurship. We will interview people from all walks of life, but have one thing in common. They've taken risks, went against the grain, and rose to the occasion to thrive in their purpose. This podcast will be a source of knowledge, inspiration, and proof that greatness can be born from the ground up. From the ground up. From the ground up. What's going on, everybody? This is the Ground Up Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron, and this is... Keisha Rock. Hey, what's going on, babe? You know, I'm just ready for another episode. All right. You ready? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. So today we have Monique Thornhill, CEO and founder of Citrus Sand, a hand sanitizing company. Welcome, Monique. Hello. How are y'all doing today? We're doing good. We're rolling with it. That's great. Thank you for having me. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there, busy as as always. Um, yeah. I see running you in the office. Company. Yeah, well, this is my full-time job. So, okay. yeah, I work full-time uh, for the state of Virginia and also juggling, you know, citrus sand. So, yeah, I, I've been pretty busy. Yeah, that's oh, interesting. Wow. I also work for the state. So, we'll have to chop up about that oh, after okay, this. Cool. Yeah, I'm a state employee. All right. <laughs> one day, hopefully, I'll be a full-time podcaster. <laughs> and one day, hopefully, I'll be a full-time citrus sand Owner, manager, and entrepreneur. Absolutely. That's That's the goal anyway. Yeah. That's the the goal. So tell us a little backstory. Give us a picture of who you are. Well, uh, born and raised here in Richmond, Virginia. I'm a native. uh, Born right over at MCV Hospital. Same here. Um, (laughs) Yeah, went to schools here. uh, Moved away as a teenager. I moved to Maine. My dad lived in Maine. So I lived in Maine for five years. Came back home, um, have two children, two boys. My oldest is 26, the youngest is 21. Nice. Uh, put myself through college. I'm a graduate of University of Richmond, information nice. technology, and that's what I do for the state, IT. Um, you know, I've competed in fitness. I'm into fitness and wellness. So I've, for 18 years now, I've been into, you know, working out, et cetera, et cetera. And, I've done a couple of uh, physique shows here and there. I haven't okay. done one in about a year. Okay. So um, let me know if I'm rambling now. because I, I no. <laughs> All of that I found very interesting, actually. Okay. <laughs> All of that. The only thing I knew about you from, you know, my little creeping I do on social media. I did know that you did the fitness competitions, which I thought was really cool. And I kind of thought it went hand in hand with, I mean, not necessarily hand sanitizing, but wellness. Right. Exactly. You know? so I thought that was really neat. Um, so tell yeah. me, what is Citrus Sand? And I mean, I just think a hand sanitizing company is so unique. Tell us what inspired that idea. Well, so, you know, when the pandemic first hit, you couldn't find the hand sanitizing products anywhere. I mean, no, you it, couldn't. It was a desert. And, you know, I was I was kind of um, upset about it. Like, really, in the United States, we don't have hand sanitizer and, you know, People were trying to get alcohol. People were making it with aloe. And I dabbled with that for a little bit. I was playing around with aloe vera gel. And I was actually selling aloe vera gel on eBay. 
Wow. So, yeah, I was now, born. Was that before the pandemic you were doing that? That was when it hit. That was right yeah. in the midst of it. So okay. I would literally go to CVS, buy all their aloe vera, and sell it on eBay. And people were buying it. It, it was, it was. oh my gosh, it, it was a frenzy. It was, it was a literal feeding frenzy. You know, I thought it was so funny because I I have, well, I did have a little eBay business where I would sell things. And Mm -hmm. as soon as the pandemic hit, things that I had on my eBay store just started flying. So people were on eBay just shopping. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They were panic mode. They were panicking. I was selling N95 mask. I sold out Mm -hmm. of N95 mask. And I actually got the mask in January because I just had this feeling. I'm like, Nuh-uh. something's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wow. did. Wow. I bought a bunch of masks and I was selling them at work. I was selling them on eBay. But you were doing this before. So you were doing this around the start of the pandemic? As it started. Okay. Yeah, as it started. Because you actually opened Citrus Sand in March, correct? March the 30th. I got my articles of corporation. Um, I work at the State Corporation Commission. So it was. Okay kind of had it you know right at, at the palm of my hands as yeah well right. that. so I got the um articles of organization on March the 30th and I launched the website in April so basically it, it came to fruition because of the uh scarcity of hand sanitizer right right and then being frustrated and then also I'm going to be honest wanting to make some money like everybody yeah. else did as well Right. You were filling a gap, you know, yes. and that's, that's when you, that's when you, I mean, that's when you, you need that's to pounce, you, get, right? you know, <laughs> if you have that entrepreneur spirit or you have creative ideas when there's a need for it, that's when you got to fill it. Yes. Yes. And I did want to help cause I'm a helper. Yeah. Right. I like to give, I like to help and I, and I wanted to have something in the community. And, um, so yeah, I, I started at the farmer's market in Chester selling it. Okay. And um, it kind of grew. And I stood up the website in April, um, built my own website. Uh, and things just kind of went Which is beautiful, by the way. Hey, so you really Thank sh- you. You yeah. scrapped this whole thing. Yes, I was in a, let me tell you, I might have missed the first boat, but I'm not going to miss the second one. <laughs> I know, that's right. Because I told my fiance, I said, babe, I said, listen, we got to get into this. this. This is an opportunity here. Right. And so I feel like, you know, even though it, it all happened really quick, as I started, everybody else was looking into to getting a hand sanitizer product. Right. Suave shampoo, you know, even some, uh, um, what's the shade moisture, they have one. Right. So as I was gearing up and, and getting ideas, everybody else was too. Yeah. Right. Um, so, but you know, there's gonna be another op- big opportunity for me, I feel like once everybody starts going back to work, once the doors start oh, open, yeah, everybody's going to need some hand sanitizer. To gonna need them. It. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to need it. So I'm definitely, uh, I, I, I want to be around for the, for the long term. I, I don't want this to be just a gimmick, something that's, right. yeah. you know, one shot thing. Cause I feel like my product is a natural organic product. Um, that I, I could probably stand up beside Germex and Pharrell. That's who I'm targeting. I, I don't care about Shea Moisture and Swab because <laughs> they won't be, a, they, you know, they'll get back to yeah, what they regularly do. Yeah. yeah, they'll get back to what they're used to doing. Yes. All right, let's talk a little bit more about the process. How did you come up with the final product and how many times did it take? 
Mm. I know. I can only imagine. Well, I'm still tweaking. Let me tell you, I'm learning all the time. Um, you know, because you want to keep the product at 70% alcohol. Okay. Per FDA, CDC. So when you use ethanol, which is grain alcohol, pure, you want to have at least 65%. The more, the better. Uh, well, I take that back. Not necessarily. So you you don't want it too high because then you won't have water has to be involved to penetrate the cells of viruses and bacteria. So the 70% is, is better than say 90%. Okay. Get, yeah. So if you can get around 70, that's great. 75 is better, but above that, not necessarily going to be more effective. So for ethanol, it's 65%. And for isopropanol, which is our, our, our isopropyl alcohol, what we use as rubbing alcohol is 70%. Okay. So basically you, you want the formulation to be two to one. Okay. And two parts alcohol to two parts, whatever else you put in it. Okay. Um, I will say that I, cause I just got my shipment as you know, and all our Instagram followers know, <laughs> um, I will say that I've used, I mean, uh, everybody's been using a lot of hand sanitizer, but so I've noticed though that hand sanitizer usually dries my hands out and yours did not. So I think that that right there is a huge selling point. Right. I, that's, that's what I hope so as well. Um, that's, that's the aloe vera okay. and it's 91% organic. So it's clean. I mean, I'm sure you can smell the product smells clean. It doesn't smell very like, um, like everybody hates the scent now because it smells so awful. But, um, you know, what gets me is that the big companies have figured out how to make it smell. I'm not, I'm not even going to say the big companies. I'm going to say even just the startup ones that are doing it just to uh, try to make money. They can't get the smell right. People complain to me about how bad it smells. So that's why how I came up with citrus. This is I want to Mm. I want to do citrus scents, clean smell, you know, familiar fragrances. Right. And um, so that's where the citrus sand came to fruition. And, and, and I didn't want to spell it citrus. I wanted to spell it citrus because I figured that if I did citrus, I would be able to trademark that name. Smart Even thinking. Yeah, because, and I Google, I said, well, you know, if I'm going to trademark this thing, I don't want to do Citrus because they may reject it. And they do. They reject names that are similar, stuff that you can't, that is common. So that's how I came up with Citrus. Will you tell us about, so I noticed that you have a lot of the certifications that you need for this business. Um, and then you have like the SWAM or the SWAM certification. Tell us about how you went about knowing what you actually needed to get to be, you know. Did start the process. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that whole thing came from, they, it's, it's a funny story actually. So <laughs> they had purchased here at my full-time job hundreds and hundreds of sanitizer bottles of sanitizer and um you know it came in by the boatload and so I was here one day and I saw it and I looked at it and I said mm, that stuff's loaded with carbomer now carbomer is the thickener and you have to have that because you, you want it to be a gel nobody wants watery sanitizer nobody likes it that's one of the big ones the biggest complaint when the distilleries were making it 
the FDA said gave them approval to make it, but they could not put any carbomer, any sense in it. So the reason why they that smell so bad because they really couldn't. I don't mean I don't know if they would have figured it out, but they couldn't per the FDA. But long story short, so we got all this sanitizer here in the building, and and my supervisor said, uh, "You smell that." sanitizer. I said, yeah. I, I said, yeah, I smell it. It smells awful. I said, don't use it. You don't want to use that stuff. And I said, um, you know, I got my own hand sanitizer company. You want to try some of mine? There you go. Tried it and he loved it. He's actually been a faithful customer. And so a couple of weeks later, uh, you know, they were running around trying to uh, pick all this stuff up. So it was tainted with methanol. It came in from Mexico, a whole lot of it did. And the distributors here did not know that it was tainted. And so the recall, that's what the FDA recalled it. Um, so when, when that happened, I saw an opportunity that for them to purchase from me. Yes. You know, and I said, hey. I need to make it official. Yeah. Yeah. So I emailed our, our guy that purchases all of our stuff here. And he went on the website and said, hey, you know, I got a product. I'd love to have it here. Um, why don't you check out our website? So he checked out the website and uh, they, when you're a state agency, you can only purchase from SWAM from okay. the Supplier Diversity Program. Gotcha. And he emailed me back. He said, you have got to get SWAM certified. Okay. And that's what, cause when I went on your website, I saw you had these certifications and I was like, she's legit. And now yeah. it all makes sense to me. You know, you work for the state, you know, the right way to do things. So, I mean, yeah. will you give a little bit, since you work, is it, I, I always call it SCC. Is that what you call it too? State Corporation Commission. That's yeah. Right. So since you work for SCC, give us a little advice for those that need to, you know, make it legit and actually, you know, get their business license. What, what you have any tips or advice on that? Yeah, so obviously, if you're going to be a corporation, you have to come through us if you want it legit. Right. And if the filing is really easy, I think it is. Yeah. Like a hundred bucks and then yep. pay the yearly fee. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, what I was at one of my markets, the Chester market, when this thing first started, and this guy walked by me and he kept saying to me, well, you need to let your people know this and you need to let your people know that and you need to do, let them know. And I'm like, there is no people. I, this is my company. This is me. Mm -hmm. And he says, really? I said, yeah, I came up with all of this. And um, he told me, he said, you make sure that you get a Dun and Bradstreet number. He says, that's what big companies do. That's how other companies find you to invest in your company. Will you repeat that? Will you repeat that, Monique? Dun, Dun and Bradstreet. Okay, Dun and Bradstreet. And that is free. And that's international. So the, any, any say, investors look on your credit rating, your business credit rating is through Dun and Bradstreet. So that's how investors will find you and, and possibly, you know, want to invest in your company. That's what they use. Okay. And that's what a lot of places use for even buying wholesale for even, you know, when I buy my product, they want a Dun & Bradstreet. They want a, a federal tax. 
ID. Yes. They want a state ID so you can be tax exempt. And I always educate folks when I'm at these uh, events that I do, um, particularly um, Black businesses, because a lot of times we're left out of the loop. We don't have anybody to tell us uh, the things that we need to be a legitimate company. So I'm always educating the girls and away from my booth and people coming up to the booth, I'm over here telling them. But yeah, so that's, so articles of organization, right? To get your LLC. Then if you have a unique brand or a unique, you have to trademark your, your name. Because if you stand up a business and you spend all your time, blood, sweat and tears getting this business together and someone comes and takes your name, there's nothing you can do. You can't legally yeah. pursue them. And I'm just going to add, because I had this, um, I don't say challenge, but I had to make the decision. So when we started a business and it, we just didn't, it didn't take off and we didn't, um, you know, we didn't move forward on it, but we know it's something that we will eventually. So when it came yeah. to that yearly mark and the dues were due to pay, yeah, yeah. you know, to stick, to, to maintain the business, I almost yeah. I almost was just like, you know, I'm not going to pay this. But then, you know, I talked to Aaron. I said, no, I am going to pay it. So anybody out there that has created LLC and it's time to pay that yearly, you know, fee and you're thinking, well, I didn't make any money this year. Go ahead and pay it. Keep your business name, you know, keep keep the drink alive because you don't know what inspiration or what's going to happen around the corner. So just pay that. I think it was like maybe 50 to 100 bucks. I can't pay, pay that fee. Pay it and keep that. Hold on to it. Yeah. And also get your tax, get tax exempt, get your Virginia tax exempt, because that way, when you buy products, you don't pay taxes. Right. I've got Amazon. I don't pay taxes when I purchase from Amazon. I also have an Amazon business account. I don't pay any taxes. And that's how big businesses do it. That's how they. That is how they do it. Make money. So you, in order to get tax exempt, you go on, you go, actually, if you, you have to file your taxes, your state taxes, local. Um, you're tax exempt as soon as you sign up. Okay. So, and you, but you need a certificate of exemption. So, once you get that certificate of exemption, you say you want to buy product from a company, you say, hey, do you participate in tax exemption? And they'll say, yeah, send us your form. In Virginia, it's the ST10. ST10. ST-10. Okay. Send that company that form. They keep that form on file forever. So when you make a purchase, there is no taxes. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's another big tip to, to small businesses. That's what the big companies do. Nice. Okay. So what what like what did you do far as marketing? I know you have a billboard on yeah, that's me. Street, which is dope. So other what other forms of marketing have you used? And tell us uh, about the billboard. I think yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so uh okay, so being as though I do my particular product is a hand sanitizer, when all this stuff started happening, we were getting banned. Um eBay was banning us. We couldn't we couldn't um, yeah, because people were making it and, and people didn't know people, I guess, who was legit was in it. But, right? you were, but you had all your certifications and you have everything lined up. So were you able to overcome that? I had to register with the FDA. Oh, they, okay. yeah. The FDA put a, fed, a fast track during COVID. I don't know what they're going to do after COVID. So during COVID, there's a template 
that you can fill out and register your register your establishment. Um, and that's how that's what I did. Um, but yeah, I can't remember how I figured that. I just I just do a lot of research. But yes, if you register your establishment, the FDA will give you a, a, an ID, um, a national drug code, because sanitized alcohol is considered a drug. Right. That's why eBay were blocking people. Mm. I think eBay, Am- I mean, all of them, Amazon. So basically I was, I was dead in the water. I had no way to get the word out. Right. And I, you know, ran an ad in the newspaper. I ran an ad in the local Chesterfield. And I said, you know what? I, I got to get the word out because people are in need. There's no hand sanitizer. So I reached out to Lamar. Um, they're the, uh, the, the folks that own quite a few of the billboards, Lamar, okay. L-A-M-A-R. And so I got with Lamar and their local rep and um, their design team and everything. And, and I ran this campaign. I've run the campaign since June. So the, the billboard has been all over the city. It started at Boulevard and Broad. That's Yeah, that's where I saw. Did you see it there? And then yeah. it went to the Mayo Bridge. Then it went on I, Midlothian. Then it okay. went to Carytown, I believe, for eight weeks. And now it's at Roseneath and Broad. Have you uh, so seen a difference or have you seen a, you know, uh, uptake in sales since you started? Not, not really. No, okay. not, I, you know, brand, my whole thing with the campaign was brand awareness. I wanted people right, to right, see right. that brand and know that brand. With you. Yeah, more so than the money um, uh, or, or the leads. I, I want the leads. I want the sales, but I also want people to know who I am, what the product is, what the product um, stands for. Right. So I did that Lamar campaign. I've run Facebook ads. No, hold on. Let me back up. <laughs> this, this is a big one. I tried to run Facebook ads. Okay. Was it was it tough? They blocked me. Yeah. Man, you have had some real challenges Wait, <laughs> with the blocking. What's up with that? What, so it's the same issue. It was it the, the same issue? Same thing. Yes. Yeah. They, they don't want to be liable for nobody. <laughs> no, and you know they're real. They're real. They're really big on that right now with censoring yeah. and blocking and making sure people are legit. And so I ran the Facebook a couple campaigns. They blocked me. Then I tried. Of course, I couldn't do Instagram because. Their Facebook now. Um, <laughs> I was able to run Pinterest. Nice. Very easy to run ads on Pinterest because you know you have to have some type of background be, uh, with, with running them because they give you they give you a separate ad account and it can be really cumbersome to try to figure out how, how you do it. Yeah. Pinterest was really really easy to run um, ads, and I, I think I got a couple of sales. Nothing major. Um, the thing, the thing with the product now is that the market is saturated with it. Yeah. So I find I that these, like at these festivals, though, I, I bet you're the only hand sanitizing company. I am. Yeah. That's where I get the sale. Exactly. When I'm in front of people, when I'm right there, yes, I do. I do definitely. Better. And I would almost bet that you're the only black woman-owned hand sanitizing company, at least in Richmond. Am I right? I believe that. I believe that too. Now I might get some comments telling me no, no, she's not. But I, I would bet money on it. You know, I believe so. I haven't. You know, I've run across maybe a few vendors initially at one of my markets was selling, but it wasn't their product. And um, 
soon as I got on the scene, it's funny because we're really good. One of my girls, she's we're really good friends now. She says, I'm gonna stop selling it. I'm gonna stop selling it. So she's and it was it was someone else's product, but she makes great oils and butters and stuff like, like that. So she probably was glad she didn't have to deal with it. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I have not found anybody else that is doing it um, anywhere. So. Oh man, that's so awesome. yeah. So what skills did you bring to the business and what skills did you have to learn or are you having to learn? Well, uh, so man, it's been, it's been so much. So the, the hardest thing for me with making the product was just getting the numbers right, the ratios, the percentages. Science of it. Yeah, I have to make sure that the alcohol content is right. I, have, I use a hydrometer, which is what they use for wine and beer making. So it, that comes in handy. So I use a hydrometer and I put my solution in there and it tells me the percentage of alcohol, right? So you put it in there and it'll it'll tell you 60%, 70%. Oh, that's nice. That that's, so, that makes it easier, right? That makes it a lot easier because I can tell. And then I also have had testing done on my product as well as far as the alcohol concentration. Right here in Richmond at Snyder Laboratories, nice. I've run some tests with them. I'm, I'm probably going to run some more again um, soon. Um, that's the biggest challenge is you want to make sure that you're following the FDA regulations because, you, you know, they could shut you down. Um, although they don't regulate per se, if you make a product at home uh, versus in a building and I'm going to be getting in a building soon. So I want to make sure the product is um, right. So that's been the most difficult part, just making sure uh, that the concentration of alcohol is where it needs to be. Right. Well, what do you think that you, what skills did you bring to it that's helping you be successful? And tell me about you getting a building soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't skip well, over that now. <laughs> so the skill, well, I think, you know, I'm one of those people that um, I don't give up. I, I, you know, I, I don't give up. I keep trying to, and I see sort of like uh, intuition. Mm. You know, I see something here. I feel it. And everything has fallen in place. And I, I think um, ambitious. I'm, I'm very ambitious. I'm very motivated. I'm very driven. And I don't know if that would be skills or DNA. I mean, whatever <laughs> you might want to call it. I, I think it's it's a little bit of both. And then I'm a people person. Uh, you know, I like, you know, helping people. And I'm a people person. I, and I love customer service. I'm, I'm top notch on that. I try to be anyway. That's my number one thing with this company is provide top notch customer service and um, just reaching out to people. Right. Right. So what so what what did you learn about yourself building this business? I mean, you, you laid out a lot. But yeah, you learned your ambitions. What, like what, what's new? Did you learn about yourself building a business? Oh, man, that's that's building this business she's like i'm still learning <laughs> yeah because i am it's always something right it's always something right there to do um we have to get back to that one um, <laughs> ain't no doubt take your time because you know to be quite honest with you as far as me the person mm -hmm. i've always been this person i just feel like now was the time this was just the opportunity was there right. for me 
I've always do something. My girlfriend said, you're always doing something. So I'm always, you know, doing something. You know, as a child, I used to sell candy in elementary school at the rec center. You Sound know, like me. Candy. Really? <laughs> I did the same thing right out the locker. Did you really? So you're a salesperson. I'm not, I wanted a no, sales he's person. not a sales, but he has a business but mind. I saw, I saw, I saw opportunity. He saw opportunity. <laughs> I saw yes. Opportunity. Yes, that's DNA. That's DNA. So I think it, it that that you know everyone can't be an entrepreneur. I think you know. Can you, you repeat just, that? Everyone cannot be an entrepreneur. You it's something you just have to have in you. Absolutely. And um, you know, and so because you there's so many facets to you. You got to be everything. You know, you got to be the manager, the CFO, the, you know, the salesperson, the marketing person, you know, because uh, you, you have to be real well-rounded. Right. And, and that's so why I can't really answer the questions. What I, I think it's just always been a part of who I am to sell. Um, and I think the time was this now, and this was just the COVID thing gave me the opportunity to do so right that's awesome i mean you did answer the question though. yeah you actually, you did. actually did answer so and let's not forget so you said you want to get a, a building soon i guess to start creating in yeah i need a building um i'm growing out of the kitchen and so hey um, gotta start look, right? yeah yeah so I, the, i'm looking at a building down in chesterfield it's sort of South Chesterfield. It's off Rock and Mill Circle. Okay, gotcha. Right off of 95. And it's just to, you know, to have a place for production and yeah. and and shipping. Um, it's not going to be a storefront, no right. retail sales. So you're just for, I need that space. Right. And I would say, like, I think with COVID, a lot of businesses have saw the power of online. I mean, I think we all knew beforehand, but, even, but now especially, if you can sell online, Make mm-hmm. it your primary. Yeah, exactly. If you can do it, that's the best. That's awesome if you can. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of the people that I've been with, they sell quite a bit of stuff online. And with my product, people want to touch it and feel it. So, that's true. You know, <laughs> yeah, they, wanna, they don't want to really buy it. I mean, they were buying it right at the midst of COVID because they had no other choice. Right. It wasn't in the store. So now I'm seeing a, a, a um, decline with, with online sales. So my next goal is to get the uh, UPC codes and get into some store. So Ooh, that, yeah. yeah, that's going to be the next big, because I want to get in front of people. I need to get the product in front of people. Right. So the next big challenge would be getting these. Na- I, I have to have a national drug code. I can't just have a UPC code because alcohol is considered a drug and it, and it costs more to have NDC codes because the NDC codes is what pharmaceuticals use on your, your prescription drugs. I have to have that. Right. So where would you like to see your business in the next few years? In the next few years, I want this business to be nationally known. I want to be in every major store that, that I can be in. I feel that the product um, is good enough to be. So that's what the game plan is. I love it. And where can Citrus Sand be purchased? Citrus Sand can be purchased uh, 
on my website, of course, as www.citrussand.com. And then I can also be purchased at the Valentine Museum. Uh, they carry the product there. Uh, they're open from. I like that. I had no idea they did that. That's so neat. Yeah, it's in their uh, it's in their gift shop, and they have an mm. awesome gift shop. They they reach out to local uh, businesses because they like to have unique things in their gift store, and they really do. I mean, it's an it's a beautiful museum. It's amazing uh, gift store, so it can be purchased there Tuesday through Friday from nine to five. Anytime you can go in there and get the product. Um, and right now, that's the only brick and mortar where the product's at. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. So what can we and the listeners do to help support Citrusan and support you? Uh, so when you're thinking about, you know, where you're going to get your hand sanitizer uh -huh. from, and you want a quality, wholesome, natural product that's effective and smells good. Yes. Um, hit me up on the website, www.citrusand.com. I'm always running a, a special with every purchase. Uh, you'll receive some hand wipes, lemon, lime, citrus hand wipes. I was going to ask, I didn't know if that was just special when I got my package. I was like, I didn't order this, order this, but I got, I got, hand, I got wipes. So, it's good to, so I'm going to just keep in my mind that I was special and you put that in specially for well, you me. Know, you really were special because that's what I thought about. You know what? I'm just going to throw these in to every order. And, you know, I want to, you know, I want to make money. We all do. That's, that's what's yeah. this is, it's we like have to make money. <laughs> exactly. But I also want to um, help the community, help people with these, uh, with this deadly uh, virus. If we can just be more mindful of, of washing our hands and keeping them clean and germ free. So yeah, that's also what, what one of my missions are as well. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. What advice would you give to those starting their entrepreneurship journey? Uh, research. Mm. Make sure before you get involved, too heavily involved, uh, especially when it comes to money, because, you know, it, it costs, it costs okay. to have a business. Uh, do your research. See who your competitors are. Uh, see how much they charge for their product, because you got to be able to um, compete. You don't want to have a product that's or service it's too expensive and then not because that'll sway people so right. research your competitors see what you have to do as far as uh, marketing um getting in stores and make sure you have the credentials and the licenses that you need um that's key <laughs> that's very important yeah beautiful i mean you've given so much knowledge on just building a business and the steps you take to make sure you're legit and make sure you're covering your bases. Yeah, um, is there anything? Yeah. These are gems. Are there, is there anything um, else that you want to put out to the listeners? Any words of advice or anything about Stitcher saying that you want to leave them with? So, you know, I, I know a lot of the small businesses um, are struggling now, especially with these startup businesses. And I just like to tell everybody, you know, don't give up. Keep, pushing forward, keep, keep moving. Um, there's always going to be people that need your services and um, don't, don't get dismayed. Don't, don't get, um, you know, discouraged. Just keep moving forward. If it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. 
So, Absolutely. And, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. It, so it's, it's going to happen. But if you do your research first, you will, you know, likely have less failures. You're going to have them. But if that's you a part can, of the process. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. You, yeah. You're going to have it. But you want to minimize that. Exactly. And if you do your research uh, beforehand, uh, I think that, that, that can, you know, you might find that it, maybe you do something else, you know, but it's, there's, there's, a, there's a market for everything. Right. And that, that's what my, um, I talk to people at vendor market. And also too, this is a big one. Find out the cost of your product. You cannot sell a product put a value on a product and you don't know how much it's costing you to make it. You're not, okay. you, want, you need to have a revenue. Yeah. You want to be nice and you, and you, you don't want to take advantage of folks, but you also, you putting your work into it. Time is money. And so find out what it costs and then you can sell it at, at a reasonable price. I find a lot of these small business vendors, you know, they don't know how much it costs to make the product and, I'm like, really? So I tell them what to do. You, you know, you have to make sure if you're selling, um, you know, say, say um, um, oils or shea or products like that, tangible stuff like that, or, or cosmetics, you have to find out how much it costs per ounce. Mm. You need to know that. And a lot of people, they don't, they just put a price on it. And, and a lot of them, the products are amazing. And you think that they should be charging more and yeah. they say, well, I'm scared. You know, I'm, I'm scared. I don't want to, but you're, this is a business or is it a hobby? Oh, right. is it a business <laughs> or is good. it a hobby? Right. It's true. That's facts, though. It's true. So if it's a hobby, sure. Sell it for cheap, sell it for whatever you feel like. But if it's a business, businesses are businesses make money. That's it what we do. Profit, That's what we yeah. want. And, but we want a good product. And right. some of these vendors I talk to, they have amazing products. And um, they just got to get with a bookkeeper, get with a CPA. They can help you. Even someone that's really inclined in mathematics so that you can come up with, you know, how much it's costing you. I think that's, that's a good thing for, for them to take away. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, so, so that they're, it all makes sense. I mean, right. Because we can all give away stuff for free. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your knowledge. You so I mean, much. some really good gems. And um, I really hope that it's going to be helpful to those listeners that are either, you know, in a rut and trying yeah. to figure out how to move through this COVID crisis yeah. or to those that are, you know, moving along and just, you know, keep just, doing it. Make sure you're doing it the right way. Right. You know, make sure you're covering yourself and you're getting your certifications yeah. and, you know, Let's let's do it the right way. Let's do it the right way so it can be legitimate. Yeah. Nobody's gonna take you serious if if you don't take yourself so serious. And know your value, you know, know what exactly. your product and know what your services are worth. Mm-hmm. Don't discredit yeah. yourself, guys. But I think it's time. We ready to play the game? We're ready to play the game. Okay. Sure, I'm ready. Monique's like, I think I'm ready. <laughs> All right. This is Would You Rather This or That? Would you rather spend the day with Oprah or Michelle Obama? Oprah. Oh my God. 
Uh, I'm so glad you said that. I mean, obviously we respect Michelle Obama, but Oprah, I mean, that's that's my girl. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Designer sunglasses or designer purse? Sunglasses. (laughs) I'm with you. I literally I've been thinking about investing in a good pair of sunglasses. And I looked at Aaron the other day and I said, how much what's the most you would pay for some sunglasses? And he said ten dollars. I, don't, I, don't, I literally burst out into laughter. I don't think I need them. They won't last long. They won't last long <laughs> at all. Would you rather lose your sense of smell or your sense of taste? Sense of smell. Sense of smell. I got a taste. I want to taste. I know. I want to taste too. <laughs> good eats out here. <laughs> but I guess, you know, they go, they go hand in hand because nope, yeah. you can't have one without the other, right? You're tasting it. You can't smell it. That takes away from the whole satisfaction. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody out there is like recovering from COVID and they're like, I don't like that question at all. And I, my heart goes out no to you. No my offense. heart goes out to you. <laughs> no offense anybody. Yeah. Peanut butter M&M's. Oh, wait, no, I messed that up. Peanut M&M's or peanut butter M&M's? Peanut M&M's. Oh, I'm a peanut butter fan. That's actually my favorite go-to candy. I I sense that. I sense (laughs) that. That's why I chose that. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite. All right, Monique, Um, how can the listeners reach you? All right. I can be reached at uh, info at citrusand.com. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash citrusand. I'm also on Twitter at citrusand and Instagram citrusand underscore LLC. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and thank you for sharing your story. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for giving me the opportunity. Y'all have a good day. You You too. Help us build this podcast from the ground up. Subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend who can relate. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, The Ground Up Podcast.